0: You're listening to the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast, where we focus on taking your passion and turning it into your profits. Join us for interviews with business experts, industry influencers, and more. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Next Generation Cheer and Gymnastics Owners Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and today we are going to be having a hot take. And uh, the title of this episode is The Cheer Industry Has to Change. Now, by this point, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know how to find our groups on Facebook. So I'm not going to go into all that. You know to go to nextgenowners.com and subscribe for the blogs because they're amazing. You know that we have an awesome conference going in Dallas that is sold out. So, you know all of those things. So, the number one thing I'm going to ask you is as always, please, please share this podcast with someone who would get something out of it. There's a lot of owners out there that are not hearing these lessons, not hearing these episodes, and it's just it's free content to help you grow your gyms, help you get better. So, if you know of another owner who would benefit from hearing this stuff, please share it with them. All right. So, we are going to get Into it. Uh, We're going to get into what about the cheer industry I believe absolutely has to change, and we're going to do it right now. All right, my clients can tell you that I am. always drilling down into their prices. And most of them would tell you that they hate me just a little bit because I'm always asking if their prices can be raised and saying that their prices aren't high enough and I wanna see them raising their prices. And so I started doing some data mining and how I did this data mining was really just looking at Facebook, uh, looking on ASGA, looking on ARD groups and seeing what people were saying that they were charging for recreational classes. That's what we're talking about today is rec classes, tumbling in your gym. I also did a little bit of research online, what I could find of what gyms posted on their pricing, as well as what I know from my clients. And I was honestly, I was kind of shocked at what the industry average was. Our industry has a major pricing issue, and this is impacting you at every single level of your business. And if we don't change, we are going to see the bubble on the cheer industry pop. And we're going to see a lot of gyms who are not going to be able to stain within the industry with the things that are on the horizon, the things that are coming with some of the recession and things that are already looming and and somewhat already here. So we've got to be making a change and we've got to make the change now. We cannot continue to do what we are doing as an industry when it comes to our recreational class pricing. All right, so our our topics that we're gonna talk about, you know I like to work in threes, but I actually have a bonus one for you. So number one is the industry as a whole is grossly underpriced for our classes. Number two, you cannot calculate your prices based on your competitors or your own issues with money. Number three, your low class prices are decreasing your all star enrollments. And then number four will be my bonus thought on this subject. So, as I mentioned, I did a little bit of research and the average price based off of 80 gyms that I looked, I was able to find pricing on, the average price for once a week classes in our industry for about an hour a week, anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour, but a singular class a week is 56.75. Now again, that's an average, so it's not a nice round number. Um, 56.75. And I have seen some gyms that are as low as 39.99 a month. $39.99 a month for tumbling classes. Like for comparison, a babysitter for four hours would be an average of $65. And that's a low end. If you're paying that babysitter anywhere from $15 to $20, like out here, we pay babysitters $20 an hour. I was making $10 an hour as a babysitter back in the 90s. Like, that was common. So we are paying, our industry flat out doesn't charge enough. Like, I believe that the services that you are giving in your business is far superior to that of a babysitter. And when you really boil it down, you start looking at some of these prices, and there are people who are charging less than $10 a class. And that's a structured class with a small number of people, And then if they run an open gym, they'll charge anywhere from $5 to $10. Well, open gym is costing the same as a structured class with an instructor. That doesn't really make any sense. Now, like I said, our industry flat out doesn't charge enough for our classes. That is the industry. Heck, I talked about AI. I asked ChatGPT what, what it felt, like what it was finding were the average prices and cheer compared to gymnastics was $100 less to what ChatGPT said the industry charges. Now, obviously I don't think that's super accurate. It's a language model. It doesn't have access to everyone's pricing, but I just thought it was interesting for an AI model to say gymnastics is more expensive by almost $100 a month than to cheer when it comes to classes for once a week. Now, I think that I am one of the highest priced classes out there, uh, in the industry. I know there are some that are probably above me, but we're, we're pretty high priced and, uh, we have a pretty high priced class program and I'm really darn proud of it. And it was, it was a jump for us. We actually made the change last year. We were still pretty high priced. We were at $99 a month for once a week classes and we jumped up, we made a massive jump and we just changed it to 119. And that, that was our jump. And it's a nice price right there. And then we have some gradiated pricing. I'm not going to go into all that. That stuff's more for my clients to understand exactly how I do it. But um, we are really, really high priced. And I am really proud of it. And if your gym is priced at the industry average, you need around clients to equal one client in my gym. So, when you start looking at your cost of acquisition and your retention and all of those things, you're going to need double the amount of clients to equal what I can make off of one person in my facility. So, you're having to bring in a lot more people. You're relying on volume rather than a high arm from that client. So, You can essentially everywhere, in my opinion, charge $99 a month for once a week tumbling. And yes, I said those words. I said, in my opinion, anywhere in the country, you can charge $99 a month for once a week tumbling. Now, I know some of you are sitting there and going, no way, that's impossible. Not in my demographic. People won't pay for it. And not everyone will pay for it but some people will like I encourage you now, granted there are probably areas of the country I'm not thinking about, but they probably don't have as many cheer gyms in it. Maybe they do, but everywhere you go, people have iPhones, people drive cars, people have car payments that are more than $99 a month. A lot of people's insurance payments are $99 a month. And on top of that, they're paying for their cell phone. They're paying for all these things. Heck, They're probably spending more than $99 a month just getting their nails done and buying Starbucks. So it is not about the price of the product that's the problem. It's about the perceived value of the product. That is really what you need to be looking at. So if you are in that position where you are saying, man, people just won't pay for that here, then you have a value problem, not a pricing problem. And when you price it according to what they perceive your value as, you underprice yourself. And you're going to price yourself out of business. Where the better approach is to charge what you are worth and change their perception of your value. Deliver a better product. Be a better gym. Give them a reason for why they want to pay that money. Show them the results. Give them that value and people will pay that money happily. Happily, they will give you $99 a month without batting an eye, I promise you. But you gotta deliver the value. And I'll talk about that again later. The reason you feel like you cannot get ahead financially in your gym is you need a million clients to make a difference to your bottom line. You have to get 2.3 clients for every one that I do. We operate on a finite amount of space and time. Therefore, we have to charge for that space and time a higher premium. You only have so many hours a day. We're in the after-school industry. Like, yes, some of us have great thriving preschools, and that's awesome. But if you are running the standard cheer gym, you are an after-school program, an after-school tumbling, and maybe you have some time on the weekends, but you have limited time that you can get people into your facility. And we all are operating on finite space. I think the average gym size is around 6,500 square feet when Danielle was kind of surveying the masses. That's not a huge gym. That's about two floors worth, um, maybe. And that's not counting like having some equipment in there and everything. So when you start adding in equipment and mats and all those other things, that 6,500 gets a lot smaller. So you have a very limited amount of space, which therefore limits your time, which limits the amount of people you can get through. You can only charge really low prices when you can move people through like an assembly line, right? Walmart has really cheap prices, but they operate on volume. They operate on having everyone shopping there and getting everyone through and having a million check stands. And like you can get in and out and buy everything under the sun there for a cheap price. They also get cheap products. Like you don't go to buy something really nice going to Walmart. So, because you operate on that finite amount of space and time, you have to charge a higher premium. You cannot just go, well, this is, I'm gonna make this as cheap as humanly possible. Cause again, you're just gonna price yourself out of business. And I'm gonna say that a whole bunch of times. Number two is you cannot calculate your prices based on your competitors or your own issues with money. And I'm going to break these down into some subsects. So number one, when you look at your competitors, number one, they may not be operating a good business. Like you going and saying, oh, what are they charging? Well, if they aren't running a profitable company, you certainly don't want to look to them for advice on what you should charge. This is the same problem with going to... ASGA, going to small cheer gym owners groups, going to any of our groups and saying, hey, what do you charge for tumbling classes? I want to make sure I'm charging the right amount. There are way too many factors in there to just set your pricing based off of what someone else does. Now, am I saying don't do market research? No, I'm not. You should spend some time looking at what your market is charging across the board when we started to offer birthday parties, we did research into what the average birthday party in our area cost. Um, so we could be within what was a norm as we were launching a new program. But we're getting ready to jack our prices up because our birthday parties are sold out. The day I'm recording this, it's it's uh, May, and we're sold out, I think, through July. Like We need to be charging more. Uh, if you're selling out of everything, you need to be raising your prices. All right. So number one, you cannot set your prices based off your competitor because they may not be running a good business. Number two, it is a path to the competition of who runs out of money first. So what ends up happening a lot of times is gyms go, oh, my competitor is charging $59 a month. So I'm going to charge $49 a month. I'm going to be cheaper than them. That's going to get more people to me. And then they see that and they go, we're going to go to 45 And then you get to this point where you're now all trying to underbid each other. And it's it's one, it's not relevant. People are not shopping around for classes like that. I promise you. like They may shop a little bit People shop in All Star, but even then, people in All Star are not shopping necessarily for the cheapest price. They're shopping for the best experience, and they're shopping for wins. Where you see people moving the most, it's because they're unhappy with the program. They feel they were treated poorly, poorly. Or they just want to win and they see another program as the way to that win. So that's why people shop around in All Star. In classes, they're not doing it. Most people are going to classes based off of convenience. How close are you to them? And then from there, it's perceived value. Are they getting that value from your program? Do they see the worth in the drive? If you're asking people to drive a distance, they got to see the value of it. So it's the path to who runs out of money first. It's not about, it's not undercutting and having the best prices. It's going to make people, it's going to make your business go out of business faster. And you're just going to see who survives. Uh, Number three, you need to cover your costs, not your competitors. So again, setting your pricing off your competitor is not the right move because you don't know what their costs are. Their costs may be absurdly lower than yours. They may have a better lease. They may have a cheaper staff. They may staff things differently. They may have a different insurance quote. They There could be any number of reasons why their expenses are different than yours. They may be higher than yours. You don't know. You cannot set your prices based off of someone else because you don't know what it takes to run their company. You don't know their costs. And like I said, you don't know if they're running a good business. You don't know if they're profitable. So setting your prices off of them is, in my opinion, a very, very bad idea. I'm going to teach you a quick formula to figure out, give you kind of a ballpark of where to start with when you're charging. So what you want to do is take your monthly expenses, all of your monthly expenses, rent, Uh, gas bill, phone, everything like that. All of those expenses. Add in your payroll. What is your monthly payroll taxes? All that stuff. Payroll taxes. Add your owner's pay. Add your taxes. And add your profit. Okay? What profit you want to be making each month. And you can just set a, a number. You don't have to do a percentage here. And divide that by your total hours you are open in a month and that is the minimum you need to make each hour you are open. So for example, if you have a $15,000 rent and you are your payroll is $4,000, it's a really low payroll. And you pay yourself $2,000 a month and you pay uh you put aside $1,200 a month for taxes. And you pay an additional $1,000 that you set aside for profit that you need to have. So you've got a total of $23,200 of cost to keep your business running efficiently and effectively. And let's say you're open for 50 hours in a month, which is actually a pretty low hourly open, but let's just, we're going to use that as an example. You need to be making at minimum $464 per hour you are open. All right. So you need to make that per hour you're open, which means at $56, you would need eight people in the gym per hour per class to be getting to that $464. At $99, you'd only need five, right? So eight versus five people. On top of that, like this is just, that's just a a total pie in the sky number. All right, now some of you would be like, oh, well that's not bad, I can get eight people in classes, I can make $464 an hour, I can do that. Yeah, again, you need to do the math on your business. What does it take to operate your business? Like I can tell you $23,000 a month barely covers my rent, so I wouldn't be able to use that formula. I'm also open for a lot more hours, But you need to make sure that you are calculating things correctly so you can run your business effectively and you know what you need to be making per hour, minimum. You want to go above that, right? This is the minimum to get by. This isn't even being a thriving business and not factoring in buying new mats, buying more equipment, hiring new staff. And again, that payroll number was stupid, $4,000. I mean, if you're open for 50 hours a week and you're paying a payroll of $4,000, you're You're kicking butt. You're doing pretty good there a month. Um, You got a decently low paid staff. All right. Now, the last thing is you cannot make, you cannot calculate your prices based off your own issues with money. This is something I see owners doing all the time and it drives me nuts which is they say oh i you know we're not i don't think we're worth it or gosh i just i can't see people paying for it they they give themselves all the reasons or they think about the one person who's going to complain and make a stink and they're going to send me an email and it's it's going to be so bad and you you are allowing your own issues with money to impact your ability to charge what your business should be charging and you're just shooting yourself in the foot. You need to stop doing that and stop doing it right now. Do not make decisions based off of your own issues and your own emotions. Good business decisions are not based upon emotion. They're based upon reason. They're based upon number. They're based upon data. That's how you're going to make good decisions, and you're going to have a good mentor to guide you to those things is the best possible way to do it. So don't make decisions based off your own issues with money. I have gosh, I think I have 10 of my clients that I work with at least uh, that I can think of off the top of my head that have raised their prices since they've started working with me. Every single one of them went through a process of like, oh, the people are going to be mad. I'm going to lose so many people. People are going to quit. And every single time they were wrong. That yes, they maybe lost one client or they maybe lost two. But half the time, the next thing they knew, they had more people registered and they were like, shoot, I should have raised them higher. And I went, Yes, you're right, that's why I told you to raise them higher, because you can charge more, all right? That brings me to your low prices are decreasing your all-star enrollment. Now, this is a simple contra- a con- simple concept, um, but when you are having a low-priced class item, when your classes are $56 a, a month um, or $59 a month, then you want someone to convert to being an all-star team member and your tuition is 155 or 185 or $200 a month. And that's just your tuition, not counting any assessments you have for uniforms and everything like that. Dude, you've attracted people who want to pay $59 a month. Those people are not going to be easily converted to paying a $150 a month price tag. So you're not getting good Leads in your funnel to lead into your all star program to lead into your higher priced item, those people are unlikely to convert over because they're lower paying clients. Now, some of them might be people who are well off and they just like your product and they're happy to get it for $59 a month or $56 a month, but you're attracting a clientele that is interested in low prices. This is the same reason. I wouldn't recommend offering things for free because you attract people who want free things versus people who want things of value and are willing to pay for them. So you don't put a Louis Vuitton next to a Walmart because they, they're attracting different clientele. Like the Louis Vuitton not going to get a bunch of foot traffic from people who are going to shop at Walmart. The people who go to Louis Vuitton are shopping at, well, they have their own personal shoppers or they're going to, you know, the Whole Foods and the, the really bougie supermarkets. They're not going to a Walmart to buy their groceries. You're getting the wrong clientele. So you want to make sure that you're not marketing your product to the wrong clientele who are never going to convert into your higher paying clients. They're never going to buy private lessons. They're never going to take extra clinics and classes because they don't want to pay that money. Your pricing should step people logically into your all-star program if your all-star program is built correctly. Now, some people, a lot of people in this industry don't have their all-star program built correctly. Their all-star program is not profitable because they bought into the mistaken belief that all-star can't make money. That's a blatant lie. I think I've done an episode on it. If not, I'll do an episode on it. But it is a absolute lie that all-star can't make money. There are lots of people doing it. Um, Not as many as could be, but All Star can absolutely make money. All right. So now we're going to get to my bonus one. My bonus one that is an industry has to change. And this is one of those ones. It's actually the most important when we talk about our ability to sustain ourselves as an industry. Okay. So listen to this one very carefully. You need to raise your prices every single year no exceptions at the baseline you need to raise it with inflation you must raise your prices because you're hosing yourself in the long term because here's what happens you entered into a lease and when you enter into a lease you get a set rate maybe you own your building and you're one of the lucky ones but if you rent your space you entered into a lease Leases have terms of how much the lease is going to increase, and then they have a term of the lease. So if you are like us, we are on five-year leases, and at five years, we have to renegotiate our lease. We just went through this. We just went through a lease renegotiation, and let me tell you, our landlord did us dirty. They did us dirty. Our rent increased by 50% of our base rent. That's huge. That is huge. If we had not been increasing our prices incrementally and and actually somewhat drastically last year and we were still at when we started doing classes at a $79 um, for once a week and we needed to jump everyone to $129, which is what we'll be able to raise it to the next time we raise our prices, which is actually it's coming up on a year. So if we raise it to $129, we wouldn't be able to do that. That would be way too big of a jump. We would we would lose everyone. But by incrementally raising your prices every single year, you are preparing yourself for when you go into that situation. when prices go up because they do, that's just what prices are going to do, okay? When they do, you are prepared. You've already been raising your prices every single year. So you're not basing your prices off of what your rent was when we did our calculation. We're not basing it off what our rent was when we signed our lease five years ago. We're basing our calculation off what our rent is going to be when we re-sign our lease next year or when we get this new building that we want to get, right? We're basing it off of the highest possible price we could be paying. Right, you need to be raising your prices every year. You cannot just wait until you are in an oh poop moment and you need money now and you have to try and jack up all your prices. It's not going to go over well. You really need to understand all your metrics to run a successful gym. If you do not know what your arm is, what your length of engagement is, what your how to get a better return on investment, your head count, and all the other important things to be tracking, you're always going to be working from behind. And you're basically going to be guessing. It's like playing darts with a blindfold on. You might get lucky, you might hit a bullseye, but without really tracking and understanding your key metrics you're going to be somewhat lost. And this has been a game changer for us in our business. It's been a game changer for my clients, truly knowing what we need to be charging and what we're making, what our average revenue is per member uh, per month. If, if Knowing all of those things and how they, they correlate with our expenses and what are our margins and where are our percentages going, like really, really understanding that has made such a huge difference. If this is something that you think you need help with, please reach out. If you just need the courage to raise your prices, if you just need someone to give you a pep talk, my my clients will tell you, I'm the direct one. Like I'm going to tell you straight up how it is. So if you need someone to be a little bit hard on you, give you a little bit of a punch in the shoulder and say, raise your prices, you can do it. Shoot me a message, shoot me an email. I'm here for you. Okay? We at NextGen are here for you. If you want to get coaching, if you want to get a mentor, join now. Join now, cuz guess what? What am I talking about? Prices increasing. What do you think is going to happen with NextGen as we continue to grow and as inflation increases? Do you think our prices are going to stay where they are now? No. I'd want to get locked in early so our prices so you can get in before our prices go up. So get in now, right? Get in on the front end. What if I told you that you could have half of the clients and make the same amount of money or even more? What if I told you that you could decrease your payroll and increase your revenue? What if I told you that you could keep your clients longer while charging them more money? If you are closing every single sale Then, not only are your prices not high enough, but you're setting your customers to see you as something that is cheap. We don't care about things that are cheap. We cut things that are cheap. We psychologically don't value things that are cheap. Go buy something at the dollar store and see how you treat it. All right. You can do this. You can have less clients. You can make more money by simply increasing your prices, by simply charging what we should be charging in this industry, which in my opinion is at a minimum $99 a month for once a week classes. That's my opinion. I think that is a very reasonable price wherever you are in the United States. My one caution is this. If you're going to charge top of industry prices, you have to give top of industry service, right? The way I say it to my staff is, you guys, we can't charge Marriott prices and give Motel 6 service, okay? We've got to deliver. We've got to deliver a great product and a great experience, not just for the kiddo, but for the parent as well. It's all got to be great. So leaving this podcast, what I want you to do is look at your numbers. And if you are below $99 a month for once a week, calculate what the revenue difference in your business would be if you raised it to $99 a month, okay? Just look at that. Look at the numbers. Say if I have, if I'm charging 59, what would it be with the number of athletes I have if I raised it to 99? Calculate that. Look at it. Write that number on a board. Write the two next to each other and go, man, which one do I like better? And then make a plan for how to get to the 99. And there's a lot of ways you can do it, like I said, but that's something I work through with my clients or we work through with our clients as their mentors. If you are at $99 a month, look at what a $20 increase would do for your revenue. How much more revenue would that bring to your company to move up 20 bucks? Look at it for five, look at it for 10, look at it for 20, right? Calculate how much revenue you could make by just increasing your prices and also set a plan for how you're going to increase your prices each year. Okay, Set that plan. If you're already at $99, set a plan for where you can be increasing your prices. Also, if you've loved this episode, you're going to love the episode I have coming. That is going to be about having a high-priced item on your sales sheet. Now, leaving the episode as well, I want you to calculate how much revenue your gym must be making per hour to meet your revenue needs and goals. And then I want you to add 10% to that amount because why not? because making 10% more is great. And it's going to give you some wiggle room because not every month is perfect. Like I said, this is also going to be getting into my episode about getting paid what you are worth. That's coming up as well. I've got some really good ones coming up. I've been brainstorming these as I've been traveling. I cannot wait. I've got a whole list of all the episodes I'm going to be recording. So please, as we leave this episode, please, everyone, let's stop hurting the entire industry and underpricing the amazing services we all deliver, right? We we are all, we're shooting all of us in the foot by underpricing because we're training clients in the cheer industry to think that it is worth less and it's not. You guys, I paid $29.99 per kid for my kids to go to like a trampoline playground park thing. I think I left by the time I bought socks and everything like that, I'd paid like $125 for one day. And aside from being a little bit annoyed at them, I think we were there for two and a half hours and then we were out. I was annoyed with them because they didn't bring the socks, so I had to buy them. But like, I, I paid that. Didn't have a problem with it. And the place was packed with people. Packed. So if you're charging $39 for a month, you you can't tell me your services aren't worth more than a trampoline park where kids just get to open play. All right, everyone, I hope you got something great out of this episode. I'm sorry if you feel like I was coming for you. I wasn't. I was coming for everyone um, on this one. wasn't targeted just at you. If you need help, please, please, please reach out. All right. Make sure you check out the Let's Talk to Your Podcast with Jason Larkins. It's always great. Always great content. He's putting out some bangers recently. So make sure you listen to those episodes. Share this with someone who you think would get something out. We will catch you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, click.